God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. It's another week of the Loud Pedal Podcast as we join you from the Tony Stewart episode, episode 20. Well, I guess Smoke ran 14 for a little bit. I guess this is the Christopher Bell episode now, uh, the episode 20. I guess you can go Danny Lasoski or whoever. But uh, the Eric we've Jones made episode. The Eric. Oh, that one hurts. Uh, he is no longer the Eric Jones episode. We have about 23 more weeks for that. Um, but <laughs> are we going to make it to 40 episodes? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Episode 20. Here we are uh, on Flow Racing, and it's a good time. Um, Dylan's All Access is out. Thank you for being a good sport about that, Dylan. I know for someone uh, experiencing it for the first time, then having to go back and rewatch it, it probably wasn't that fun. Um, but I, I, in my opinion, it's going to be the one of the best all access we did at the Chili Bowl. I'm sorry it comes at the expense of, you know, one of my best friends at the time. Uh, I was a little bummed, of course, because I am one of your biggest fans, right? Hannah is, P, you know, P1, I guess your dad and your, your family. Um, but uh, I'm right there. Like, I'm, I'm like P3 probably as far as fandom. Uh, but the bird, tremendous. That was a tremendous clip. It's going to go down to legendary. If you haven't seen it yet, Go watch the All Access. You can skip forward if you want to. Just go to him flying the bird. It was amazing. Yeah, it went about as uh, as poorly as it could have gone for my first uh, All Access. So sorry, T Bone. That'll probably be the last one you do. But um, <laughs> now it was. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing it, and and you know for the not very good content that I gave you, you guys made it look you know pretty darn good. So um, I appreciate you guys you know, doing the best you can with, with what I gave you. Someone is barking up upstairs. Millie, get down here. (laughs) What the heck? (sighs) My wife must be home. Um, Yes. Thank you for doing that. I know Dominic sells. He, he did one at the all access for the wild wing shootout. I thought he would be funnier. Honestly, he he was funny. He was very funny in his clips. um, But I think he probably could have been a little bit more funny. He said he wants a little bit of redemption on that. I said, Dylan probably doing zero redemption on that. He's never going to do that again. Uh, So that's fine. And and that's cool because it's a time capsule, right? This is what Truex said. It's a time capsule. It's something you will remember forever and hopefully never experience again. Right? Yeah. And, and probably never watch again. (laughs) Never watch it again. Go watch it right now. Selfishly go watch that all access. It is an amazing piece of drama theater. It's amazing. All right. The all-star season kicks off Friday at Screven and they move their way across Florida to Volusia. Um, so in your estimation, Dylan, who is the guy you're excited to watch the most in the all-star series? Maybe the guy that you think is going to win the championship and who will be the biggest surprise in your estimation for the all-stars? Well, you know, there, there's, you know, some turnover obviously with the departure of Aaron Reitzel and um, you know, some new guys that are, are committing to, to full season efforts, um, you know, off the top of my head, you know, I think somebody like Tyler Courtney could, you know, could very easily, uh, you know, contend for definitely race wins and, and a championship. And, um, 
you know, there's other guys too that are, you know, in, in new, um, you know, full season, you know, full season efforts, um, you know, that are, are going to be right up there in the mix. So, um, you know, as we've come to expect from the all-stars, you know, through the, you know, the last few years, ultra competitive, uh, you know, starting the year off at some, you know, unique and new racetracks, uh, you know, to kind of set the tone. And, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to follow this year. Brent Marks was just recently an addition to the All-Star Series, which I'm really excited about. He's a really good race car driver. Won at Eldora on the first night of the Governor's Reign when Dylan and I were there. Um, really good, fantastic race car driver. Uh, a good addition and a good car with CJB uh, Motorsports uh, being added to the All-Stars. Of course, Corey Eliason returns. He is second. He was second in All-Star points last year. Uh, a, tr- a tremendous race car driver and had a good showing in, in Arizona. Um, I think Eliason, you know, can contend. We don't know what Zeb Wise is going to do yet, though. We are expecting an announcement soon uh, of his plans, but he's going to be an all-star is what it sounds like. Uh, Justin Peck, Kyle Reinhardt was added to the mix. Um, did, did we get a confirmation on Anthony Macri? I thought somewhere yeah, I, I heard that. I don't know either. We don't know if he's going to be an all-star. Likely he'll be in Florida. I think, Dylan, that we might and, – and I was talking to Blake Anderson about this. Membership will stay open for the all-stars until after Florida is over. So – do you think there's someone that could go down there and, and kick off their season with the All-Stars and say, look, I'm second or third in points or maybe even leading points, and it's like, let's just keep – let's just go for the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you've seen that kind of happen a little bit even on the outlaw trail. Uh, you know, I don't – and I don't even know any specific examples, but I know there's been guys who have gone down to Florida and have had a really good, you know, stretch down there have decided, oh, well, you know, let's go to – let's go to California and, and run out there. And then, you know, when we come back from California or we'll re- reevaluate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's, that's part of it. You know, obviously committing to a, a full season schedule like that is, is easier said than done. And and if you leave Florida and you're in the hunt, you know, you may want to, but you know, you may not be able to. So, um, but, you know, again, I think, I think that's, you know, kind of to your point, you know, there's a lot of guys that, you know, could potentially, um, you know, go down there and, and have really good, you know, a really good couple of weeks. Um, and that can set them up, you know, for a great, you know, full season, you know, effort. Maybe they're already committed to running, but, um, you know, you got to start the season off on the right foot. Um, and with all these, you know, new cars and, and driver combinations and everything, um, you know, that's especially important. Lucas Wolf um, from the Pennsylvania area, you know, of course, he used to, you know, run with the Outlaws a lot. Um, he, you know, the PA Posse member, he's going to be with the All-Stars this year, which is a cool announcement. Bill Baylog, who uh, went on a wild ride at the Wild Wings shootout uh, in the Buffalo Wild Wings car. He literally grew wings uh, and and had a, had a big crash. Uh, but Baylog, who is a multi-time IRA champion, we've seen him on flow for a while. Fantastic sprint car driver. He's going with the All-Stars. The All-Star landscape looks wide open to me. I mean, what? Aaron Wright's still going with the Outlaws, you know, with Roth Motorsports. I think they're going to be a top three to four, you know, contender in there because there's some really good race car drivers with the Outlaws right now. Um, I think Wright will certainly win a race with the Outlaws this year, maybe multiple races. Um, but when he, he races with the All-Stars, you know, of course, he was a three-time champion, dominant. That's a lot of wins that these guys can get. And I think, you, you know, you're potentially going to see Zeb Wise get his first All-Star win this year. Tyler Courtney. Like you said, uh, they just had such a good car at the at the end of last year, and, and at the Tuscarora 50, they were phenomenal. They were good at Eldora. Just always seems to have a lot of speed. Corey Eliason, of course, is going to win a lot of races in Brent Marks. So um, I think the future is bright. I think it's going to be an interesting year with the All-Stars. I think it's going to be 
wild. I think it's going to be wide open. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, you're going to, of course, get the, the Cap Henrys and the, the Cole Duncans and those guys running through Ohio. So you're going to see a mix of other guys going in. You never know who's going to win on the on a given night, I don't think, with the All-Stars this year. Yeah, and and again, I mean, that's I think that's, uh, you know, a credit to, to Tony and, and his staff for just kind of building this series up over the last you know, five or six years to become a, you know, premier touring national sprint car division, um, you know, where it's, you know, people want to go run, you know, people want to, you know, want to race with the all-stars and, you know, win an all-star race or win an all-star championship. I mean, when you say that, that means something. Um, so I think that's why you see, you know, the talent as deep as it is, you know, this year and, and, you know, there's no reason to expect that should change anytime soon. Find Blake Anderson, the voice of the All-Stars, All-Star Preview on FlowRacing.com right now. Check it out. Um, in conversations with some of the Yacht Law guys who are going to Florida, I talked to someone uh, on Brad Sweet's crew. They are not going to Screven, but they will run at Volusia. Of course, Sweet won a race last year with the All-Stars at Volusia. So you will see a lot of the Outlaw guys run at that Volusia swing. You might see some go to Screven. Who knows? Um, but, uh, as of right now, some of those guys are most likely going to show up at Volusia. So sprint cars are back. Maybe it's fun. The wild wing shootout was amazing and we'll get to those in our hat shakes. Um, but some great racing from the wild wing shootout and the all-stars kick off their series this week at Screven. And you need to check it out on flowracing.com. All right. USAC is also pretty much here. I'll be going to, um, the midget race, the fifth and the sixth. You'll be, you heard Millie screaming up there, barking or whatever. You'll, you're still going to watch my dog those two days right that should be fine yep yep um i have to go to charlotte um it's her last round of vaccinations and um she's gonna be really tired she she's not allowed to play with janet though i know janet's gonna be heartbroken she's gonna be very heartbroken yeah Jan we're gonna have to keep them separated probably keep uh mildred in her cage or whatever um but um just because she can't get her heart rate up but anywho the fifth and the sixth USAC National Midget Series, we'll be having Dave Mack on the show today. Dave McIntosh, backed by Toyota. Dave Mack has quietly in the offseason put together a USAC championship contender by not only adding Tanner Thorson, who finished second and was super – or actually finished third, wow, in Tulsa, uh, a podium finish um, for Tanner. Tanner Thorson has joined the team, but big news. This past week, Dylan Welch, Cannon McIntosh is back with his dad at Dave Mack. Yeah, and, and back to – uh, you know, obviously where he, you know, where it all started for him, that was when he burst onto the scene was driving for his dad and, um, you know, they've got great, great equipment, you know, Dave's, Dave's put a lot of effort into, um, you know, has always had really nice cars, but, you know, has put a lot of effort into building his team up to be a, a championship caliber team. And, uh, you know, now he's got two guys that, uh, are very capable of, of not only winning races, but, but winning championships too. So, um, it'll be fun. It's, it's another team, uh, you know, another, you know, another uh, two car team to, to add to the, to the USAC mix to make it that much more competitive. It's hard to believe it can get more competitive than, uh, it's been the last couple of years, but I think this just, you know, adds another, um, you know, another iron to the fire that, you know, could potentially, uh, you know, turn into, you know, a really, really formidable team. To me, all signs pointed to Cannon McIntosh returning, uh, to Keith Coons motorsports and going after another USAC title, I was actually shocked to see that Cannon announced he is going to do it uh, with his dad. And we'll kind of get into the specifics a little bit with Dave. I didn't want to, you know, I, I would rather hear from Cannon about what happened 
and, and kind of his decision. But his dad kind of um, gives a little insight uh, to, as to why he ended up leaving Keith Coons Motorsports, staying with Toyota, but running uh, with Dave Mack Motorsports in the 2021 USAC National Midget season. Uh, among the many silly season items that have come out recently with USAC, Jason McDougall has gotten um, the the Clat East dirt rides for the Silver Crown Series. Dylan Welch, Brady Bacon now shifts from that ride to the 5-3 dirt Silver Crown Series car. Um, Buddy Kofoid, who is a complete gasser, and, and I'm sure will be a conversation point here in the hashtags in a second. Um, he's going to Ocala, Florida to run with Chris Dyson. We've had him on the podcast before on Rip the Fart, but also Sean Michael. You might know that name from owning the Silver Crown Series cars that Kyle Larson won with last year and both, you know, at Springfield and also was it Springfield or DeCoin he won at? Springfield and Indy, right? Yes. Yes. On the spot there. Anywho, Sean Michael owns those Silver Crown cars. He and Chris Dyson have a sprint car now. Um, Buddy Kofoid's going to run that in Florida, so that's some of the news. Um, you know, yesterday it was also announced that Tanner Thorsten is going to run for Andy Reinbold in Florida. That's uh, big news. The 19AZ Max Adams is going to drive for Dutch in Florida. Carson Garrett, a Rocky Mountain Midget Series driver, he's going full-time with the USAC National Sprint Car Series. Um, so those are just some of the big news breath. stories that have happened so far with USAC. Yeah, it's all, I was running out of air there. Uh, much more news. Richie posts all the USAC articles on flowracing.com, and also you can find them at usacracing.com. So that's that's uh, my news little plug there for USAC, okay? Yeah, it's good? uh yeah, it's shaping up to be a uh you know super competitive Florida for USAC on on the midget and sprint car side. So, um you know a lot of guys that are uh not even you know committed to full season efforts but you know in good equipment going down there to to just run it at Bubba. So, uh, it'll be fun to watch. Excited to ch- be able to check it out on Flow. It's all happening on Flow. We have dirt bikes um you know, with the Arena Cross Series, the Hoosier Arena Cross Series is happening this weekend. We had the Kicker Arena Cross Series in Guthrie, Oklahoma last week. Um, so it's all happening. Drag racing's this week. I think the Streetcar Nationals. Man, there is so much you can watch on Flow Racing. Do it right now. All right. Are you ready to talk? Well, first off, before we talk today, Mac, our hat shakes of the week. Who do you got? Well, there's a few that I, I want to give, so I don't know exactly who to give it to. Um, you know, I, I'm inclined to give one to Larson because – you know, basically just of, the, you know, the fact Slarson. that he continues to just embarrass all these people that doubt him, you know, and doubt how good he is as a race car driver. You know, I don't know what else he has to do to prove to these people, you know, that he's, you know, one of the best ever. Um, so I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's pretty funny, you know, that there's people that get up in arms about it, but um you know, gotta gotta give one to him and and smoke for leading wire to wire out west and and getting a getting a win. And um, you know, you talked about Buddy too, obviously. I mean, I think he's just as deserving as one, you know, of one as well as um as those other guys are just for uh, you know, the clinic that he put on out west the first couple nights. Two wins for Buddy Kofoid out at the Wild Wing shootout. Two of three, actually, in the third night was super fast. They had an engine problem or something on uh, there towards the middle of the race where they were running towards the front. But uh, I was shocked by by how fast the 19 was. Not really shocked, but, um, you know, that's a non-wing car. Uh, Rizzy and Connor, those guys work on that car. They put a wing on it, and they took Buddy out there. And Buddy's just a damn good wing, wing sprint car driver. We've yeah. seen it at Fremont. You know, we seen it. We saw it at Fremont with the 11N when he ran with them, and you know he won some All Star races with them. And um, you know, he he 
made the Keith Coons car go, of course, and they've been working on that program as well. But he's just a good Wingsport car driver. He's probably, I'd say he's, I mean, he's a dang good midget driver, but I'd say he's probably a better Wingsport sprint car driver than he's a midget driver. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he is for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's a credit, like you said, to, to Rizzy and Connor. You know, guys that don't have a lot of you know experience working on wing cars. Um, you know, so it's it's a complete package. You know, those two plus a plus a really good driver. It it uh, that's the ticket. And I'm going to try something, and and maybe we'll roll it out. I don't know. I guess I'd like to get some of your guys' opinion if you want to tweet us um, at Loud Pedal Pod. Wow, I, I almost forgot what our hashtag was or our handle. Not a hashtag. Well, hash brown. Um, I'm gonna. I think I'm going to start a 410 wing sprint car rankings um, weekly, and I've already you know wrote up the top 10 this week and we're kind of got it in trial right now and we were trying to figure out how we want to do it and we're gonna have a meeting today actually in about 10 minutes so i need to stop talking um but let me know do you are do you want rankings and do you want them to be opinionated do you want them to be equation whatever and and we'll kind of leave it at that all right my hat shake uh, as i'll stop rambling um i think i'm going to give my hat shake to wow i don't even know i don't even know you're like this is, me. This is really bad. <laughs> I'm like you Roll are every reversed. week. <laughs> I watched all those races too. Uh, I thought I thought Eliason looked good out there. I mean, it's so hard not to give one to Tony Stewart. Like that was a, a pretty convincing win. I mean, Kofoid dominant. Um, uh, I think I think Tony Stewart racing and Tony Stewart just for the pure fact that they struggled big time last year with Donnie Shots and, and of course a couple podium runs for donnie this week um but they they did not have the forward right in those cars you know in the 15 and the 14 last year uh, in the wing spread car program but they got it right now um and and they're getting ready to win a lot of races i think so um hat shake to uh, old smoke and uh you know he's he's been doing a little bit of drag racing so yeah, uh, he has he maybe that maybe the drag racing has made him a better sprint car driver never know have to ask him you think you think? All right. I don't know. Let's talk to Dave Mack. He is next. Dave McIntosh. Let's talk to him. This is episode 20 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And time has come to get underway. Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, this is good stuff. This is thunder and lightning action in fist. We are racing. Let's do it. These people here can wheel race cars better than anyone in the United States. I mean, there's more fans here than there are some basketball NBA games. Green light is on and it is official. Wow. Night number two is in the books and what a redemption night. Larson, Wyndham, who's it going to be? Three to go here at Gas City. White flag is out. One lap to go, but we see another photo finish. Side by side to the line. Is this the greatest single dirt track season ever? <laughs> Is that a real question? This is what we waited for. The checkered flag is in the air. It's unreal how you can feel the electricity in the air. We continue on episode 20 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We mentioned in the open that we were going to have Dave Mack on the show. Here he is. He is live and in person and in color from uh, what somewhere in Tulsa, just south of Tulsa, right? How are you? Yeah, Bixby, Oklahoma. Glad to be here. Uh, you, we were just talking uh, before Dylan you know, showed up. 
finally. Um, he's not too late, actually. He's he's we're three minutes, I guess, over. But um, that you're you're a big fan of the podcast. The first night, um, well, I guess it was a Chicago race, a Chicago land race when I was with MRN and Dylan and I were there, and um, Cannon. You know, it was it was a long night. We stayed up there until three a.m. I guess at the Chicago track because we were waiting on Larson to finish qualifying, and then he got black flagged on the first lap, and I left the wing race because I was tired of it. And um, you guys gave me a T-shirt that night, but it's been a long, you know, it's been a long time since then. I guess it's been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, that was an interesting night, and um, that was the first time I actually met you. But big fan of the show, uh, you know, follow the show. Went back and caught all the old, uh, the old podcasts. It's, it'd be nice to jump in the truck and go down the road and and catch up on uh, all the stuff that I missed before knowing about you guys so yeah love love the show well it's been uh it's been fun for us to to get to watch cannon's you know, success over the uh the last couple of years since we had him on the first time and and obviously uh your success too you know now as a, a car owner kind of starting to build a a little bit of a super team here so uh what's what's going on in the shop these days are you uh are you dropping any more surprises here before the start of the year in florida or, or what's going on I hope not. I, uh, just lots of work getting cars prepared, uh, bringing three cars to Florida. Um, so just, it's just business as usual, um, uh, preparing cars, preparing inventory in the trailer, uh, just making sure we're ready to hit the ground running. A successful chili bowl. Um, you know, can got another prelim night win with Keith, uh, Tanner went from the C main on his prelim night to run third on Saturday, which is just an incredible drive. Probably one of the best we've seen in a while. Uh, a good start to working with him. How excited are you to add one of Midget Racing's brightest minds uh, to your guys' stable? Ah, super excited. Uh, you know, it, you don't get a guy like that every day. So before Cannon was coming back, we were super pumped. You know, we we had a long year with, with some young drivers. Um not a lot of feedback, not a lot to build off of. So uh, when we made the deal with Tanner and, and, and brought him back home, I say back home because he's a he's an Oki now, but uh, to bring him back uh, into our shop, it just it just raised the bar and just everyone got excited, pumped up, uh, just ready to take on the world, really. You don't have to obviously get you know into the weeds or anything, but I mean, what kind of things did he bring that you noticed, uh, you know, at Chili Bowl? I mean, what kind of things did he bring to the program that you know feel like has maybe already helped you guys as you you know get set for this year? I think it's intensity, a, a work ethic, um, just a, just a somebody else to look at on how to do things. You know, we've we're three years old as a race team, so. We don't really, I don't know that we know what we're doing just yet. Uh, we're learning every day, and that's our motto is just to learn and grow daily. So to, to, to bring a guy in like that who's got the experience and has been with other race teams, you know, you kind of grow and you pick up and you learn from each situation you're in. And um, I think that's the biggest deal is he can come right in with a different set of eyes and see things that uh, we might have overlooked for since we started. So it's huge and it, like the intensity the work ethic he's in the shop i mean his car is ready to go to florida uh right now so um yeah it just it just raised the bar and just 
it just made everyone uh, have a little more pep in their step, a little more excitement. He lives and breathes it. There's no doubt. I guess the discussion going into the Chili Bowl was Tanner was going, you know, going to bring the coil package over, you know, opposed to the the traditional traditional bar car that most of these guys run. And um, when I walked into your pit area on practice night, all of your cars had the coil car on or coil package on it. Who ended up staying there? I know there were discussion whether it was going to be changing. Um, did some guys like it? Did some guys not like it? Uh, no one stayed on it. It uh, <laughs> we tried, we tried it. Uh, it was not a feel for Ace. Vicino did not enjoy it. Um, you know, it's it's just I don't think you show up to the Chili Bowl and and really change the change your program like that. It uh, you know we were really good until we weren't in that heat race with Tanner on coils. So uh, just a little too much grit for for I think that race. Tanner stayed on him though, right? He didn't change. No, he we changed. We Oh wow. We, oh. We, yeah. So from the heat race was the only time it was on there. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting. And you guys were incredibly fast after that. I think he said in the victory or er, on the podium uh when I interviewed him on Saturday, the car's bent, but I don't want to fix it. <laughs> Is that yeah, accurate? It was, was it bent? Oh, it was bent bad. Uh, yeah, it was the rear, uh, the rear tube came down on the concrete wall and it, I bet it was three, three and a half inches, uh, caved in. Uh, it didn't really, I mean, we, we had to manipulate the car a little bit, but, uh, it didn't affect performance, but it is fixed now also. I mean, we, we couldn't continue on that. It was a brand new race car. So, uh, it had to be fixed. Getting Cannon back in your, uh, you know, in your fold after a year running for Keith, um, how excited are you? I mean, first of all, just as a dad to son, you know, to, to go racing with your your kid again, but you know, to to have him have the experience on the national trail that he he had this past year. Yeah, so I, I'm very mixed about that. I felt like he was in a really great place and uh, was really excited to see what year two was going to bring over there with those guys. Uh, just a great group. And um, I knew when he went there, he was in really good hands. So it, as a dad, it kind of takes, it takes some pressure off of you uh, because there's a, for him and, and, and me, when we started, it was like, he was, he's my world. So how do I, uh, what do I got to do to get him to be the best that he can be? And now um, that pressure is back. Uh, I feel that pressure, you know, I feel that lump in my throat again, like I have to perform for him. Our team has to perform. He has to do his job, obviously, but we, I feel like if we give him a, a car to run up front, he's going to do it. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited. I don't want to pretend I'm not excited because I am super excited. When he told me uh, that he was coming back, um, yeah, super excited, but again, pressure and, and, and nerves uh, all of a sudden again. Something I hadn't felt in a while. So when he's making this decision, I assume this was, you know, this was his decision, right? That he wasn't let go uh, by, by Keith because all signs pointed to me that, you know, it, he was returning, you know, back to Keith Kins Motorsports and was going to run for another title. You know, he got his first, you know, points paying win with Keith. 
He, you know, won two prelim nights, which I know mean a lot to you guys there in Oklahoma, uh, you know, for Keith. And, and, you know, I had this shot of you at the Chili Bowl this year hugging Keith. And, you know, you you, you love Keith, and, and he's done a lot for Cannon's career. Um, but I assume this has to do with wanting to come home and spend time with you guys and also the fact that you guys are going to have some fast cars and you're going to contend for a title this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, me and Pete talked after um when we were leaving the chili bowl uh, my last conversation in the building was we'll see you in florida you know we're we're ready to go but something happened with cannon uh, when we put the video out and announcing tanner can cannon was out of town and man when he when that video went out he called me and he was like some there was something in that conversation i, I felt like he wanted to come home and he wanted to do it with our team um yeah, so it – I don't know. I don't know what it was. I, I just think it was the excitement of it and, and, and wanting to represent his team, you know, n- nothing against Keith or Peter, what they got going, but it's different when you're racing for someone else versus – I mean, because at the end of the day, this is his race team, so uh, he's just back sooner than I thought he would be. How much do you let him – you know, I mean, as a I – mean, he's still a kid. You know, how much – do you kind of let him make these decisions or kind of figure life out on the road on his own? And, and or how much are you kind of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, again, be a dad and, and kind of steer him to maybe decisions that you think are better for him long-term? How do you balance that? Well, I think it's ultimately, you know, he just turned 18 years old. I have been, I've kind of directed him his whole life. So I, I thought it was time to let him, start making decisions on what he wanted to do. Um, you know, he's, he's got his own place now. He's, he's starting to figure it out. Uh, you know, what being a big boy is all about. So I felt it was time we were going to have him working in the shop, um, with our drivers and our team through the week. And he was going to travel the race with Keith, uh, on the weekends. But, um, you know, it's his decision. He's got to live with that. Um, the choices that he makes. And I think he, you know, I think he thought about it. He was really torn. Um, but I, I think he's in a good place right now. I'll preface this by saying you guys are backed by Toyota and get a lot of, you know, Toyota help, you know, your cars have, um, you know, Toyota power. And um, uh, so he doesn't really leave the Toyota pipeline. However, the Toyota pipeline's kind of clogged at the top right now because all the, rides at the top level of the cup series are filled and are going to be filled for a long time. And it's one of those deals where um, you just kind of have to, you know, pick your lane and, and figure it out. And you guys have won USAC races. His first USAC race won and Ducoin at the Shamrock classic was for you, which was a magical night. And I, and I saw this video that you posted the other day about that night where he, he got caught on fire in his hot laps. He, his suit was burned. Um, he had burns and he comes back. It was just ended up being a magical night. Can you go through that story and talk about what happened that night? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a huge night uh, for our team. We, we were really, really, I want to say that was one of the first few USAC races we ever attempted. Um, and it was really special because looking back, you know, Grady Chandler uh, was Cannon's best friend, teammate. He was there wrenching on his car that night. Uh, and you guys, everyone's heard the story where he caught on fire in hot laps. Um, I was ready to pull the plug and go home because, you know, as a dad, you're like, man, I got to get this kid 
checked out. Um, there's more important things right now than, than making this race. And, and he looked me right in my, in my eyes and said, dad, our car is good. I'll go to the hospital, get checked out as soon as we get home. I'm bandaged up now, please let's go racing. So, so that's what we did. And, and yeah, I mean, I can remember CV going around us, you know, probably 15, 20 laps into it. And I thought, well, man, we can just, if we can just stay right up there in the mix, you know, this is going to be a great night and caution lap. And when he drives back around him, uh, oh man, it was, it was unreal. And he just made some smart moves, uh, when he needed to, when he had to, and, uh, magical is for sure. It was, it was an amazing night. Is it wild for you to think kind of about how quickly, he's progressed to being one of the, I mean, one of the guys that when you show up at a USAC race every night, he knows he, you know, you know, he's one of the ones to beat. Cause I remember chili bowl two years ago, uh, you know, he, he ran so well on his prelim night and there was a lot of people there that, that weren't familiar with him and, and really didn't know who he was. And then he goes to Ducoin and, and wins. And, and then it's like off to the races literally from there. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, just in the last two years, I mean, his stock has just skyrocketed. Yeah, he's he's way mature past his years. I mean, it wasn't a shock to me watching him grow up as a kid. I mean, he was so much better than everyone else uh, from junior sprint on. You could just see the things he did in the car was, and that's kind of why. I mean, we kind of went all in. Uh, I had a, several micros uh, race team at Port City, and and watching Cannon, it was kind of like we got to the point where we have something here, and this kid's special, so. USAC is the toughest thing. I mean, you know, you, you race at USAC and it's when you show up there and I mean, you look at, you get a heat race and you're like, every car in here is just fast and how are we going to get to the front? And, you know, so it's a little different with USAC, but, but still, I never, I never had a doubt that he would figure it out and get it done even at a young age. For you, your team uh, has been running, you know, mostly part time, especially when it comes to the USAC front. Uh, a lot of power eye races um, going to you guys are going to have two USAC national, you know, drivers this year, right? With Cannon and Tanner, are you guys going to chase the entire USAC tour? Um, I don't want to commit to that. I mean, I think that's the plan. It is the plan with Cannon. I don't know if it's two with Tanner. We're going to we're going to, we're trying to keep it light and have fun, uh, win races and, uh, just kind of bring every, uh, all the other drivers, uh, kind of make them step up and he might help out in different areas. So I, I don't know if we're going to commit with him yet, but you know, we start racing and you know, you sweep a weekend here or there. It, it could, uh, it could definitely set the path. When does, when does Dave Mack build a sprint car? Or when does Dave Mack build a silver crown car? What's Cannon's next path? And I know that Tanner Thorson uh, is a great sprint car driver as well. He's going to go run with Ryan Bold uh, in Florida. Um, is that something that you guys want to do? Absolutely. Yeah, we've talked about it. And, in fact, we were going to do something with Ace. Uh, Ace had expressed interest in running some sprint car stuff around home. Uh, but his work has really exploded the last year. He's so busy. Um so we kind of pulled the plug on that, but now having Tanner in, I think that's something that we've already started talking about is uh, opportunities in a wing sprint car and, and kind of having something there um, just to play around with maybe early on and just kind of see where it goes. 
Um, and him and Cannon would share that uh, those opportunities in a sprint car. That's extremely cool. Uh, one of the things I wanted to also ask you, how about uh, Shane Stewart getting the ownership rights to Port City Raceway? How cool is that, uh, being a guy that lives in that area? It's pretty cool. You know, he's from Bixby, Oklahoma, which is where we're from. And, you know, you follow him his entire career, everywhere we went to watch him race, you know. And so now he's, he's the guy at Port City. So I'm super excited. Uh, for what he's got going out there. He's inheriting a really great facility, but I think he's going to step it up even farther. So with him and Haas, uh, big Haas, Haas media out there running that deal, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see some of the bigger races, uh, that are coming in just to show that they're going to put on. It's, uh, it's going to be entertaining for sure. Did you get the uh, prelim painting, uh, for this year? I see the one behind uh, you. Uh, I think that's absolutely. it. I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, that's that's um, two years ago, right? No, that's this year. Oh, that's this year's. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. What? Well, so who who got the other one? I guess yeah, the other oh, one was seventy one, right? Yeah, I got it. I got both of oh, them. He... <laughs> I had to fight. Had to fight Cannon over it. He said, "Well, I got my own place now," and I said, "Well, I'll bid me then, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> those things i mean because pete usually buys them too so i'm sure that uh that cost uh, more than more than a lunch money yeah yeah they're uh they're not cheap but i told the guy i'll donate to him every year just keep painting those pictures yeah <laughs> yeah he does a really good job um well thanks for coming on the show it's good to talk to you uh, i will be in florida so i'll see you there um it's going to be a great time you know Kick, kick off the midget season there and then we get back you know to the midwest and uh it'll be a good time so looking forward to seeing you a lot this year and thanks for coming on the show absolutely thanks for having me guys thanks appreciate dave. it dave mack dave mack motorsports dave mackintosh uh canon mackintosh's father and the owner of um i guess still on the team that's going to run at least one full-time car with canon mackintosh this year um tanner will likely run a lot of midget races for them but uh it's exciting to see that's you know there's some more teams coming into midget racing yeah and and they're going to be a threat you know wherever they show up between you know both cars obviously between tanner and cannon so um you know it's it's always there's always that question of who's going to be the next one to step up you know who's the next man up who's going to dethrone the keith coons or the claus and marshalls of of midget racing you know or of dirt racing and um, you know, Dave's, Dave's on his way to, to kind of building, building his own powerhouse. You know, he's got, you know, two really good drivers and, you know, really nice equipment and, um, you know, off to a good start. Yeah. I can't wait to get uh cannon's perspective on, uh, leaving Keith Coons motorsports and then going back with his father and, and, and chasing USAC title with his dad, which, um, if I, if my dad had that good of race cars, like, if, like, Though my dad would be pretty difficult to deal with, I'm think I guess I'm thinking if I had an easier, you know, uh, dealing dad, right? Um, like Dave Mack, I don't know if he is or not, but if my dad had that fast of race cars, I think it'd be fun to go win a USAC national title uh, with my dad. Don't you think? Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that's that's you know part of the the benefit of um, you know of, of this move is that it's a lateral move. You know, really, I mean, he's not he's not getting out of the Toyota pipeline. He's not. Um, you know, he's not downgrading by any means switching to his dad's stuff. So, um, 
you know, I think, you know, he's still in the Toyota pipeline. He's, he's not losing that part of it. He's just getting to go home and, and race for his family team and be just as competitive. So I think it's a, it's a win-win. There's something to also um, the small, you know, the small feeling of, of working in the garage and living from home and, and, and working with Tanner. And I'm sure Tanner excited him, you know, you know, he, he raced with Tanner uh, when Tanner ran a few races with Keith Coons Motorsports. Um, but it's just, you know, something about being able to have a couple cars and you could focus on those cars and getting faster rather than having to, you know, compete alongside seven to eight other guys, right? When you show up to a racetrack, you have seven or eight midgets with Keith Coons Motorsports. You have Buddy Kofoid, who's, you know, going to probably be your biggest competitor this year, right? And, and was last year too. But, you know, it's just, it's something about, you know, the small time you feel of, of working with your, your family, and 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 getting the opportunity to work with Tanner, I, I think it's cool. And congratulations to Dave Mack for sealing up two of the brightest young midget talents uh, in the country, Dylan. I mean, they're two of the best drivers in the country, no doubt, in midget racing. Yeah, absolutely. And what's sorry, going I'm on? Just, what's yeah? yeah sorry, what? there's there, I've got people walking through my front yard here, so I'm trying Do to you figure know what out. I said? Yeah, I, but I'm trying to make sure I don't get you know robbed or something here in the middle of the day. Um, <laughs> I think so. I don't know. What did, what did um, Hannah say? Bring Hannah over here real quick. No, she's checking to make sure that we don't get, you know, something bad happens to us. No, but but you're right. I mean, like you said, I mean, it's I think that's that's the point of this, you know, is that, you know, for Dave to have the opportunity to put not only Tanner, but Cannon, who is, you know, not only his son, A, but B, you know, one of the really, you know, most talented guys in the USAC field right now. Uh, to have that opportunity to put both of those guys in his cars at the same time is just going to help his team grow that much more. You know, we, we've talked all the time about, you know, what Tanner brings to a team, but having two guys with experience that, you know, of winning races on the national trail and understanding, you know, what their car needs, you know, how to improve it throughout the night, you know, all of that that comes with being a national midget winner and a championship contender. Um, you know, it's very rare that you get two guys like that on the same team. So, um, I'm excited to watch these guys and, and see what they can do. You gave me um, shit a couple of weeks ago because I wore a stocking cap. I think it was actually one of the episodes you weren't on. Uh, was was it the Walkapedia episode where I was wearing a stocking oh, yeah. cap? Yeah. You said were you freezing or something? Yeah. yeah I, I, I felt like know I, I was gonna wear one. I was gonna wear one today, but I had to change it up. Went with the, the give me shit. Spite the Superman look, Superman glasses there. You like those? Yeah, make you look smart for a change. They're like uh, they're computer glasses or whatever. Oh yeah, I have some. All, all I do is sit around here and work at the computer all day. Yeah. Uh, anywho, speaking of that, we have a ton of content that you can check out on flowracing.com right now. We mentioned in the open. Um, Dylan's all access is out. Tim Kading's all access is out. Dominic Selzy, those two are from the Wild Wing Shootout. I believe we might have a third one coming on that. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Um, a diary is out from Florida Speed Weeks with Turbo, Tyler Erb, and the late model, uh, the Lucas Oil late model series. He got beat by Larson by 16 seconds, uh, by the way, the other day at Alltech. Uh, but they did a diary, a trip from the Wild West shootout, which is in Arizona, all the way to Florida. It's a fantastic diary. It's basically their their crew guy, the guy who kind of runs the, the ship, if you will, drives the hauler and, and kind of as the crew chief 
he is the one that's kind of like having the camera and doing like a diary. It's really cool. Tim Truex edit it. Check that out. It's on flow. Um, I mentioned already in the open, USAC is getting ready to start their season next week. But this week, this weekend is the All-Stars at Screvin, and they go to Volusia uh, to begin the All-Star season. It's going to be a good time. All right. Episode 20. Dave Mack was good. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see what happens uh, with the All-Stars, and maybe our first guest can be uh, one of the winners from either Screvin or Volusia next week. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, it'll be it's a good uh you know, good time to be a dirt racing fan. I mean, once uh, you know, it's <clears throat> it's it's kinda rare that, you know, we get to Chili Bowl and then we, you know, generally have a couple weeks off, but uh with the Wild Wing shootout and everything else that's been going on, um, you know, we've had plenty of racing since, you know, the calendar turned. So um it's here, you know, dirt racing seasons seasons upon us and excited to uh, you know, have a lot to talk about here the next few months. Really excited about it. The twenty one season starts this week, uh, I moved back up here to the Midwest to chase sprint car races again, and I'm super excited about it. I'm going to hit a lot of races this year, and it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm hoping since my wife uh, is back to teaching that she will kind of come travel with me this summer. Maybe we can take our camper that is not finished yet and is pink uh, to the racetrack. It, it, it will look ridiculous, but, um, you know, that's what we do. That's We like to look ridiculous. Yeah, you guys are pretty good at that. <laughs> maybe you can come to uh, some races with me dylan i know you're gonna be working a lot with the old there's not enough room in the camper for all three of us NASCAR. no no you can't stay in my camper you can bring a tent oh yeah okay that sounds awesome get right on that i still haven't sold that boat by the way i'm not surprised <laughs> does anybody want to buy a turd of a boat <laughs> yeah we haven't done a very good job we haven't done a very good job on the show of, of making it appeal an appealing buy to anybody cheap offer or if one of these racing people want to fix the you know fix it i, I guarantee you it's an easy fix i look at me i'm not going to go out there and fix a boat or a car or anything for that matter i'm not going to fix anything but um if you want to fix it, I'm guessing it's an easy fix. I dropped a lot of money in the one engine. So it has a brand new rebuilt engine on the one side. The other side probably is going to need rebuilt. I'm just being candid here, people. If you want to buy the boat, uh, this is this is a classified <laughs> for anyone <laughs> near Michigan, Indiana. I'll drive to Ohio. It's currently in Ohio right now. So if you want it in Ohio, it's a rip the fart boat. Like you can, you can, you know, it's, it's status, right? It's legendary, right? Yeah, it's, it's famous <laughs> and i will give it to you uh for a great buy i mean you know <laughs> stock is stacking of deep selling them cheap here this is what we like to do with the brunette household <laughs> you can get it for a cheap buy all right we got to end the show episode 21 is next week we'll see you then this has been the loud pedal podcast on flow racing <laughs>